What is up, guys? My name is Lucas. Welcome to Just Being Real, a podcast by a pastor and his wife talking about the journey and being what God called him to be, a pastor. What's up, guys? Glad you guys are here. Hope you like this podcast. Give it a subscribe. Enjoy. Welcome to Just Being Real, a pastor family perspective. My name's Rodney Kincaid. I'm in the studio with my lovely wife, uh, Shelly Kincaid. And uh, I almost paused like I was wondering what your name was. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> That's oh, good. Okay. I know. Uh, but I was looking at you. She's a pretty little lady. Well, hey, listen, we want to welcome you to our podcast. Um, we are excited. Uh, if you um, are, are getting this maybe through our Facebook page, uh, we would love for you to go to Spotify, go to iTunes, um, and click follow. Uh, search us out on the podcasting there and um, hit uh, follow or subscribe and you will get all of our latest releases. And so we are excited about uh, uh, being there. And uh, Shelly, what, what else uh, can they do yeah, in those reviews there? If you guys like us, it kind of brings us up in the algorithms so that you'll be, our, we'll be easier to find. So if yes. you like us and subscribe to us, um, Give us a review. Give us a review. Give us a thumbs up. Um, yeah. It helps us out. Yes, exactly. Hey, tell us a little bit about um, last uh, episode that we had. Well, the last episode, we just basically told about each other, told, you know, a little bit about ourselves and, you know, I was raised in the church and you weren't raised in the church and just kind of how that's mm-hmm. come, to, we've come together um, as a couple yeah. and started this journey in our life 25 years ago. Yes, we have been married 25 years, actually 20, a little bit, 26, almost 27, but we've been together, so, well, good, good. Yeah, last episode, uh, we just kind of introduced this podcast and to let you know uh, who we are and what we're doing and why we're doing it, really. Um, So what we'd like to do uh, on this new episode uh, today, we want to talk to you a little bit about uh, our calling on our life, and uh, and and you know the the ministry call that God has placed on me, and um, so uh, I'm going to let my wife kind of uh, talk to you a little bit first off about shall I share with them uh, about you growing up? You grew up in the church, of course, and I didn't. Yeah. Um, so you uh, had more exposure, um, and uh, you went to all the camps and all yep. the activities and all that kind of stuff. Um, just share with them, um, especially uh, the call that God kind of had on your life, but you really kind of didn't realize it until <laughs> uh, just a couple months ago, maybe. I don't yeah. know. But anyway. Well, a couple um, years ago, actually. Yeah. It's kind of funny. You know, it's, it, it kind of blows you away when you think about how God chases after you. You know, he doesn't yeah. stop. Yeah. You know, I, I really feel like, you know, kind of like us as parents, you know, I would go to the ends of the earth to help my kids out and do whatever they needed. And God will do the same thing. He will chase you to, you give in to him basically. And, you know, it's just kind of funny how, you know, in the last, oh, I'd say probably in the last 10 years, um, I really started seeking, you know, what, what does God have for me in my life? You know, what is his calling on my life? You know, I always looked at, you know, I married my husband and then he received the calling to be in ministry. And 
you know, I was always asking God, you know, what's my call? What's my mm -hmm. call? You know, I just always felt like I was a pastor's wife by default, you know, but somewhere in there, there had to be something that was my calling. Yeah. So, you know, I always did these little odd things and I always, you know, whatever I did, I felt like I did well, yeah. but you know, there was always kind of hobbies or, you know, nothing really ever, you know, stuck out, you know, what you my never actual the calling. Piano, did you? I, yeah, I played the piano <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, never stuck to it, though. I wish yeah. I would have. Everybody says that, you know, pastor's oh, life. Oh, I know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Good <laughs> night. So, no, I don't play the piano or anything. Um, we do. We are a singing family, but nothing, anything more than that. Um, yeah. You all have the, the instrument talents. Yeah. But uh, anyways, <laughs> no, I just, you know, I started really asking God, you know, God, what is my calling? Because I know everybody has a calling on their life. You know, and, and sometimes it's just, you got to ask. If you don't ask, you won't know and you won't receive that. And I truly believe that. So I just really started asking God. And, you know, this was right around the time where my oldest son was graduating high school. And he was, you know, getting ready to go off to college. And, mm -hmm. and we were just trying to talk to him and give him, you know, wisdom on, you know, relationships. And, you know, just kind of help him out in that area. Yeah. And, you know, I had spent... Um, that last couple weeks, um, we were in revival, and, you know, the pastor kind of spoke on your calling, and again, there I was, you know, at the altar praying, you know, God, you know, what, what's my calling, what's my calling, and, and uh, so anyways, long story short, I ended up having a conversation with my oldest son, Logan, and we were talking about relationships, and I, you know, I told him, I said, you know, buddy, you'll you'll have multiple relationships in your life before you find that one person mm -hmm. that you want to settle down with. And I said, that's okay. I said, you just have to figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you'll settle for, what you don't settle for, mm -hmm. and and that's kind of what dating is all about. And um, you know, we had this in depth conversation one night, and. You know, I told him, I said, I dated multiple guys when I was younger. And I said, I'm glad I did. I said, it kind of helped me to understand, you know, what I really wanted in a guy and what I really didn't want in a guy. And, and uh, he asked me if I had any serious relationships. And I told him, I said, yeah, I had a couple of serious relationships. I said, you know, I dated, you know, a couple guys that were really, you know, great guys, really super nice guys. And, you know, Logan asked me, he said, so what happened, Mom? And I said well, you know, I broke up with them and, you know, it just didn't work out, you know, and, you know, we just kind of went on in the conversation and I ended up talking about all these, you know, different guys that I dated and broke up with. And, you know, it was just, it was kind of funny. And Logan looked at me and he asked me, you know, what are these guys, what do these guys do right now? And, you know, and I, in the conversation, I went on to say, you know, um, well, this guy, you know, he's a preacher now and, and then this guy, and he's a preacher now, and oh, and this guy, and he's a preacher now. And Logan's like, what? You dated all these guys that were preachers, Mom? I thought you didn't want to be a pastor's wife. And then it just kind of dawned on me, you know, in the midst of all this, you know, I dated all these different guys that are ministers today. And I don't know that it was so much that I was involved in the church, but I felt like God was kind of directing me in an area that mm -hmm. I absolutely had no clue about because mm -hmm. I always actually said that I never wanted to be a pastor's wife. Yeah, we'll share that story. Here yeah, that'll yeah. be another yeah. time. But that was my thing. I never really wanted to be a pastor's wife. I was mm -hmm. always a, I was always afraid of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't wouldn't be able to measure up yeah. to that. And um, 
you know, it was just kind of funny having this conversation with Logan. And he looked at me and he said, Mom, do you ever think that maybe God's called you to be a pastor's wife even before Dad? And it was just like <laughs> slap in the face kind of yeah. thing. You know, I just was sitting there and thinking, oh, my word. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Where have I been all this time? You know, and of course, I've been I was had been doing this for 15 years and, you know, never really thought it was my calling because I always felt like I was pastor's wife by default. Yeah. And, you know, it just it was kind of an eye opener, yeah. you know, that God you know, he was telling me all this time and I, maybe I just wasn't hearing it. Maybe I just needed someone to speak it. And I think he really used yeah. my son that day yeah. to talk to me and kind of, you know, you're doing exactly what God wants you to do. Right. Yeah. I got, I got two questions in, mm-hmm. in regards to this. One is, is that, um, I know you and I've talked off, uh, off mic here. Um, but maybe you want to share to give perspective of how this all just sunk in for you. Um, how, how many guys did you date that oh, became pastors? You no, know, it doesn't matter how many guys. <laughs> it's the fact that I dated some. <laughs> that, well, just a, what, what would qualify as some? Sheesh. All right. I dated five guys that <laughs> all turned to be ministers, turned out to be ministers. But I'm the fifth. And you're the fifth. I'm the fifth. You're yeah. the fifth. And actually, I probably would have never dated you <laughs> exactly. if I if well, had known you was going to be a pastor uh, I afterwards. Would, I guess the second question to this would be is, is that, so being the fact that you're not a pastor's wife by default, but you're actually called to be a pastor's wife. Does that mean I'm a pastor by default? Hey, you know, so. it is what it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, yeah. I believe God brought us together yeah. because oh, yeah. he knew he wanted you to be a pastor. Yeah. And he knew the only reason I would receive the calling is if yeah. <laughs> I married you <laughs> because I never really, oh, truly, I didn't want to be a pastor's wife because it was just, it yeah. seems stuffy. Well, kind of brings anything but stuffy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get that. I understand. Kind of brings us up to then the moment of um, now for me, uh, just a backstory. Um, was not raised in church. I think I've shared that already in uh, the last episode. And um, so being uh, not being raised in church and then coming into the church, and I came in as a single divorced uh, man with a. Um, basically a, a six month old daughter to, to, I think six months to a year old. And, um, so coming into the church, um, you know, I was broken, I was hurting and, uh, uh, and, and, the, and they just loved me. They just kind of just picked me up and, and, and God used that church, used those people, used that pastor's wife to, to speak to me. And, uh, so I start going to church and of course you and I, we meet each other in Sunday school class. And uh, maybe that'll be a whole other story or an mm-hmm. episode that we share. Uh, but we meet each other in Sunday school class. And um, eventually uh, we start a relationship and we get married. And so we're married probably about about a year, um, almost two, I mm-hmm. think. because Oh, 94, right. So I think it was around 96. Um, Logan is um, he was born. And uh, so 96, 97. It was almost a year. Yeah. And um, Logan is born. And so we've got two kids and my daughter uh, at the time. She's five, six, mm-hmm. seven, somewhere around there. Logan is, um, you know, one. And I'm, for the last probably 
um, six months to eight months to a year, had been feeling the call to preach. Now, all the time, uh, all that while, you and I, uh, in our marriage and dating and everything, you, uh, I, I remember hearing you specifically stating, um, oh, thank the Lord, I am not a pastor's <laughs> wife. Yep, I you did. Know? Um, and I think we joked about this last time. I said it was almost like, you know, we would sit down and say grace for the food. Mm -hmm. We'd say, amen, thank you, Lord, bless the food to our body, and thank the Lord I'm not a pastor's mm -hmm. wife. Amen, yeah. right? <laughs> so, um, so I remember that. I remember you sharing that story uh, over and over and over again. So when I start sensing a, a, a call on my life um, to preach, um, and, and by the way, just a, a side note here, uh, it, you know, the denomination that we belong to, and I, I'm sure other denominations maybe have the same uh, dynamics to it, but, but in our denomination, we feel uh, that, that, there's, uh, that, that God calls you. Mm -hmm. You answer the call that he has to be a minister. And so I start sensing this calling on my life. Now, I'm scared to death because I wasn't raised in church you know, I, I used to, I, I was, I couldn't tell you the 12 disciples, right? I mean, I could do, you know, uh, uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary, uh, but, but I, I think that was a music group, actually. I don't <laughs> think that was a, you know, so, so I, I couldn't have told you the, 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 the 12 disciples. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to death. I don't, I'm, I'm illiterate when it comes to the Bible and, and such. And the only Bible I probably ever had in my hand was my grandmother, Mama Kincaid's, uh, out at her house, she had this big old, remember the white ones, the old mm -hmm, white ones, the they pictures. were huge, what are they, yep. like 24 by 24 inch, yep. I don't know, um, but you'd open them up, and of course it was King James Version only, and I'm, I'm looking at that thing, and I'm like, I can't, what these thou's, mm -hmm. shouts, knots, I don't know, and so it didn't make a bit of sense to me when I'd open and read it, so I'd just close it and move on, so anyway, um, I'm, ex I'm, I'm experiencing this call to preach, and I'm scared to death, not scared, and it's funny, I'm not scared of God. I'm scared of losing you. <laughs> That's the whole story. <laughs> it's not that I necessarily was scared of God. It was more, I was more scared of losing you because, you know, here I was, a guy who just went through a divorce, you know, a few years ago. I uh, didn't feel, you know, my self-confidence wasn't all up there. And, and I'm in the church. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saved. I'm sanctified. God's moving to my heart and life. But he's calling me to do something I'm scared to death to do. And so instead of accepting the call to preach, I'm, I'm negotiating with God. You ever done that before? You no, know what I mean? Never. No, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm negotiating with him. So I'm sitting there going, okay, look, okay, I don't want to preach, but I got something, I got something to offer you, God. And I'm like, you just want, y'all look back now. And I'm just thinking, God's just sitting there going, mm -hmm. oh, Rod. Right. But anyway, yeah. So I, I said, hey, I got something to offer to you. I said, I, I've been playing guitar since I was eight years old. I can play with my eyes closed, right? I mean, I can do that. I can do that without even really thinking a lot into it. So I'm like, hey, Lord, I'll get a praise band together, praise team together. We'll just start playing music. We'll go travel, do all this kind. Remember that? Oh, yes. Wasn't that fun? Oh, my. That was a joy, wasn't it? You know, you about drove me nuts, all the different things that you were going through at that time. And I was like, he is about to drive me insane. Please make a decision and stick with it. Yes. Because it wasn't just you. you of course, you don't know the call. You didn't no, know that's I what no I was battling. So you're, what call. you're talking about is, is like, that I, here I was, I graduated with an engineering degree. 
and and I'm miserable in it. Yeah. Right. And I'm trying to find something which makes me miserable as a right. wife. Right. You're miserable because I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. And so um, we so got yeah, a baby. yeah. And here we got a. I got my second child. Mm-hmm. We're you know we I think uh, we're just buying a house. We just bought a house. We just or whatever. bought a house. So yeah, we're you know it we're crazy. it was yeah it was really crazy. So I'm um, I'm struggling with this and uh, this call on my life, and I remember. Um, uh, you know, saying, oh, hey, I'll play music for you. And so we started to try to get this band together. Mm-hmm. And and I remember we, even, I don't know how we were, there was this young lady, I don't even know her name, God love her. Remember. If she's listening right now, I, I apologize, know, right? I do. But <laughs> but I think she was the drummer. She was. Right? And I was trying to trying to play keyboards. Yes, you were, right. Oh, and I was going to play guitar, and I don't, did we have a bass player? Randy? Was Randy? I don't even friend of know. Ours? You know, it's funny when I think about it, I can't chew gum and walk at the same time, <laughs> and I was trying to keep the beat <laughs> some of this stuff, and it was... Oh, it was a nightmare. Oh, yes. But so we're we're trying to do this and I don't think we played anywhere. No. We I we, we, we may did. have practiced maybe eight or nine times. Yeah. And and that was it. Yeah. We were just it was just miserable. We were miserable. Mm-hmm. And I remember one night, uh, it was a Sunday evening, and I am uh I'm home and I decide, you know what? I'm going back to the church. Now, getting back to the church, 15-minute drive, something like that. I had a key to get to the church. The church was closed. It was it was late evening, Sunday night. And so I um, I go back to the church. We had just been there. I don't know why, but I just felt like I needed to go back to the church. So I went, turn around, go back. And uh, probably because I was driving you nuts and you said, get out of the house. <laughs> and so I turned around, went back. And I got, got back to the church, went down to the altar. And now, if you remember, this is the old part of the building. I'm talking to Shelly here right now, mm-hmm. but this is the old part of the yeah. building, right? Uh, it's the new part hadn't even been built yet. So okay. the old part of our home church, uh, it's in the old section. I go in, I go down to the altar, and I kneel. And basically, this is what, in a nutshell, I said. I said, God, I'm sick and tired of this. I don't feel, I feel I'm struggling, I'm battling, I, I, nothing's working out for me, blah, 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 blah. I went down this list, you know. And then finally, what I said is, I said, if you are calling me to preach, and again, I'm not negotiating with God now, really. I'm kind of backing, I'm thinking I'm backing him in a corner where I'm going to somehow, some way, Rod Kincaid, nobody else has ever done it in their life, but somehow, some way, Rod Kincaid is going to get one over on God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put God in a corner where God can't do something, right? right? That's what I thought. Yeah, I'm sure you did. That ought to tell you how naive (laughs) I am, right? So, so I, get, I think I'm getting God in the corner. So I'm praying. I'm praying him into a corner. I say, bottom line, if you are calling me to preach, you speak it through my wife. And I'm not kidding you. I got, this is how arrogant I was. Uh, I don't want to say arrogant. I was, yeah, I was arrogant. This is just how, 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 how I was thinking. I stood up from the altar after that. I sat, I closed with amen, of course. I wanted to be, you know, uh, polite. And so, so, yeah, got you in the corner, Lord. Amen. And so I stood up. I went like that with my hands. Like I wiped my hands like Pontius Pilate. You know what I mean? Done. It's, it's, yeah. It's and I said, I, I've done, I'm not going to hear about this anymore from God because my wife is never going to say this. I'm like, I, in my own mind, somehow I thought there was relief. <laughs> about it right I walked out there kind of light on my feet you know I thought I have just got one over on God that's Sunday night mind you Mm -hmm. okay so 
I go back to the house. I go back to work Monday, Tuesday. I think we, for whatever reason, after work, we were up at your mom and dad's. We went to dinner at my parents. Right? We're up there. We are heading home. I can tell you exactly what section of the road we were. We were in an S turn. Mm-hmm. We're talking all the way up to this S turn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the road uh, between Mannington and, 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 and 100, where your parents were at up that way. Um, so we're on that S turn, heading through Mannington, heading back over to Worthington, where we lived. And we're on that S turn <laughs> and I'll never forget. We're talking all the way up through there. And, and I'm, I'm like, I'm going back to school. I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to become a lawyer. I'm going to go into a family law practice yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Already blah. Killing. This yeah. is like the fifth thing that he has decided he's going to do. And yeah. I'm like, Oh my word, please just pick something. Going I back don't to care school. what you do. More education. More education. It's <laughs> like, Oh, which means more school loans, more debt. Great. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. So what I did is uh, I'm, I'm driving, we're talking, and and all of a sudden, you I don't know if there was a pause or whatever, a long pause, but all of a sudden you you said, you looked at me while we were driving, you said, Rod, do you remember what you said? Yeah. What did you say? I said, Rod, have you ever felt like maybe God is calling you to preach? <laughs> And I was like, oh, my word. See, here's the thing, too, you guys don't know, is I was raised that you never play Holy Spirit with anybody. You never say, I think God's calling you. I think God's doing this in your life. You know, you just don't do that. I was always taught that. Um, I think differently on some of that area now, um, you know, with wisdom from the Holy Spirit. But, yeah, yeah. So for me to even say that to him was totally from God, totally from right. God. So I remember when you said that, I instantly cried, started, I mean, welled up. Yeah, he did. And I, I said, and I, I'll never forget, I said, you got me. And it was such a moment of, of surrender. Mm-hmm. It was such a moment of, uh, I could breathe. Yeah. It was almost like I could breathe again, right? And then something happened in that car that I will never forget. <laughs> it had to be the most hair-raising, uh, screeching yell that I've ever heard in my <laughs> it life. It wasn't that bad. It was horrific. I mean, you yelled. I did. No! <laughs> I, I mean, and, and we have our son, remember? Yeah. Logan is in the back, in the back car seat. Of course, he's facing the other way. You you scared him. He started crying. I'm crying. It wasn't that bad. You're yelling, and now you're <laughs> crying. And you're, and I'll never forget, because you, it's like you're, now you're negotiating with God. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. That's what you were saying. Yeah. It was already out there. It was like a gun. Yeah, yeah. It was a bullet being fired. You take the bullet back. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like I said I still to this day when we travel that road mm-hmm. it's that's the thing I think about the most yeah. is that calling and and I can just tell you though that as a pastor as as, a, as someone who's accepted to call in a ministry um, it really was a a um, total um, it, it was a it was a something just it, it was a God moment. Completely and fully yeah. came over me. Yeah, it was and, a serious God moment. And it was like, you know, Shelly, it was like, um, 
it was like, and I say this all the time, and I've heard other guys do it, but I, I've, I said it before I heard other guys say it. But it was like, from that moment on, it was almost like decisions that we were making as a couple, me mm-hmm. as a person, uh, were were just so, they were the right decisions. Yeah. It Everything was like, changed with the way we thought and yeah. about things. Just yes, it was almost like it was the last piece of the puzzle. We found it. It was yeah. under the cushion. Yes, yay! <laughs> we can put it together now. You know, and yeah. it just kind of came together. It was complete. It was, it was complete. It and was. I, I, remember, I mean, we can say that now, twenty-five years into yes. this. Yeah. You know, the very year that this happened, I don't know. We could have really said that, but looking back, you can see. Yeah. The puzzle was put together. Yeah. So what? what what I felt too was, is that, uh, moving forward after that. And I remember going to my pastor and telling him that I've accepted the call to preach and I'll never forget telling pastor Herman George, uh, was his name. And I'll never forget telling him and his conversation with me has stuck with me for years. He said, he, he talked to me now, like I was a peer. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was, um, it was, wasn't like I was, uh, um, you know, a parishioner. It was now, for whatever reason, I have been elevated to a status of a man who's been pastoring for years. He talked to me and treated me like I was a peer. And I remember that. And I'm so grateful for that. It really has stuck with me for all those years. But I, I also remember it's just, it seemed like the grass just, I don't know how to describe it, but it just, it seemed greener. I, I smelled the grass differently. You know, like you get the smell when the grass mm-hmm. is cut. I just smelled it differently now. The sky, I, I noticed, I, I think I noticed the sky more. It was bluer. Uh, I remember I remember going to church on Sunday mornings now after that. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know, in our denomination, you know, the process now is you accepted the call. Now you, we want to get you into some training. You get a local license from the church. Then you get a district license and then you get, uh, ordained after right. you know, education and time and service. So, um, I'm, I'm getting that low. I remember 1997, I got my first local license, mm-hmm. uh, from the church. Um, 2000, we go into ministry. I had my first district license in 1999, 2000, um, I get, uh, we're at our first ministry position, 2004, I'm ordained 2008. I get my bachelor's degree in ministry. Yeah, so it looks like seven years to finish everything. Yeah. Wasn't that long? 2010, I get my master's mm-hmm. and, uh, so it, it's, um, so anyway, it just, it just seems like, you know, uh, the grass was greener, the sky was bluer and things just seemed right, right. in, in our world. So, so that, that's, that's the call mm-hmm. that, that I had on my life. And, um, you know, and you of course have been a part of that. And I will just testify to this. I do believe that, that there is a calling for, for, to be a pastor's wife. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And the thing is too, you know, I've talked to so many pastors and their wives that, you know, have even said to us you know, the pastor's wife has made comments. Well, he's the one with the calling, not me. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. Does that almost seem like it's a house divided? Yes, it does. Because God's going to bring you both together. And okay, so you may not be so much a people person, but God still has brought, you know, you're, you're together. And even if you knew this before or after, yeah, you know, God's not going to call one without the other. Right. And 
don't know. There's there's a lot of dynamics to being a pastor's wife. You don't have to play the piano. You don't have to be a good cook. You don't have to dress the dress or whatever, walk the walk or whatever. You know, you just got to be willing yeah. and able to... Um, but you're talking 20 years of experience 20 right years, now. yeah, <laughs> because let me tell you, you those first couple way, of yeah. years, oh my word, you know, I felt like I had to dress the dress and walk the walk and talk the talk and... Yeah, that was miserable for me. It, it's funny though, as we have journeyed over these last twenty years in ministry, we've learned a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. We've learned of what was legalistic and what yes. was all those kind of nonsense stuff. Yeah. You know, I'll give a quick, sh- short little story. I'm not going to say names, but had a pastor friend of mine. He was a young guy about my age. You knew him. Yeah, you dated him anyway. Oh, stop. Uh, sorry. Gosh. <laughs> you did. Sorry. You went out. Okay, when I say dated, you went out, I think, one time with Okay. Him. You, you know who I'm talking about, right? Because it's the guy that we... Uh, oh, we just went, go on with the conversation, I, I please. Sorry. <laughs> this is where Rod gets in trouble. Um, so anyway, we're uh, we're at a minister's and mate's uh, retreat, I think it is, or a gathering or something. And we had this, this old pastor... Uh, gentleman come up to us and now you got to understand uh, I have a goatee right and my buddy has a goatee um, and so we're talking and standing there and this this older pastor comes up and uh, and you got to remember he's in a, he's in a jacket and tie and we're standing there in, in khakis and in a you know short sleeve shirts and we're just you know with the goatees and he's got you know clean shave and everything comes up and he and, and he's just trying to have a conversation with us or whatever. And I'll never forget this. The guy walks, the older gentleman walks up to us and he goes, what is it with you pastors and these goatees? He said, just makes you look kind of sinister. And I'll never forget my buddy did not miss a beat. It was like he had planned on saying this. If somebody ever said it to him, he had rehearsed it in his mind for years. And he was waiting for that moment. And here it was. He never missed a beat. And he shot back at that pastor. He goes, he goes, well, you don't have a goatee and you look sinister. (laughs) (laughs) So I never forget that. And, um, and, and, and so I, I think we've just learned over the years and I think what we've learned was just to be real. Mm-hmm. Just be yourself, Shelly. Just, yeah. you don't have to walk the walk, talk the talk and all that. You just, people, people will be more open to you if you're open to them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means being vulnerable. Yeah. And that's hard. That is really hard sometimes. Yeah, it is. It is. But we've learned over the years that there's more reward in being vulnerable yep. than there is not being vulnerable because you're lonely. The uh, yeah. pastor's family can be very lonely sometimes. You know, I, it's funny. I we've talked about this. You know, Rod and I've had late night conversations, and he uses the analogy of you know, Shelley. It's almost like the pretty girl syndrome. You know, you know, the, yeah. she's sitting at home on Friday night, and everyone thinks she's going out on dates and. She's so that's not, why nobody's asking. Nobody's her. asking her because yeah. you they know, think somebody else has already right, done it. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that that's that's the thing too. I mean, holidays and birthdays yeah. and anniversaries and you know, yeah. we have been very, very fortunate that there's always been somebody that's asked us to come over for Fourth of July or Easter. Right. Easter's a big one. You know, it's we live far away from our family. So we've always been fortunate that we've had people that's invited us to these kind of family events and 
It's so rewarding. So it rewarding. Is. It is. Yeah, and we can look over our ministry and see that and and very uh, um, thankful for mm-hmm. those individuals who yeah. have um, allowed us to be real. Yeah. Um, sometimes the ones who don't allow you to be real and kind of use that against you um, seem to get the most, uh, what do they say, like the most press in your mind. Mm-hmm. You think about it as much. But boy, if you can just get yourself to, to switch that and, and remember all of those key individuals. Yeah. You know, I remember Grafton and, and we pastored there in West Virginia and, and some of the key individuals there oh, yeah. that just let us be real. Loved us. You yep. know? Loved us yeah. through our... And, and still to this stuff. day, we are friends with. Mm-hmm. They pray for us. Yeah. I'm so grateful for those individuals. Yeah. I really am. And, and, you know, in, 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 we, uh, have great ones in Portsmouth and, uh, friends that we, you know, had developed there and, yep. um, and we still are in contact with some of those folks. Yep. Uh, and, and just to see how God's been moving in their lives. We, I'm thankful for Facebook just because yeah. of that. Yeah. And, and, you know, and they let us be real right there. And, uh, and then of course, Jefferson, Jefferson were, was where we were probably the most real. Most real. Well, we were there for eight years. <laughs> eight years. So they saw yeah. all of our stuff. Yeah, and they did. We're the type of people that we wear it on our shoulders. Yeah. You know, you know if yeah. I'm having a bad day or not. There's yeah. no way I can hide it. And they I don't journeyed, try to. They journeyed with us through some yeah. some hard times. Hard times. Personal hard times that we were having yeah. um, with with kids and stuff like that. So And we were um, open about that. Yeah. You know, we you yeah. have to be. You have to... You need family to come alongside you. Right. And when your family's far away, you know, your church family yeah. is your family. And now being here in Huntsville with Journey Church, um, and and especially um, we, I think, <laughs> I, I joke about this church, and I don't joke about them, I should say. I, I joke about what we have done here. We've only been here a year and a half. And the things that we have done in that year and a half, um, I'm kind of seeing now why we had to do it. Because mm-hmm. here we sit in this pandemic, yeah, and pastoring in this day and time like we've done. But we had done. We here's you do. We did the top three things you're not supposed to do in the first two years of church. We did it in the first six months, yeah, <laughs> or first year. Lord help us. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> um, and so uh, and 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 you know what? Nobody was coming to our door wanting to kill us. And nobody was, this. nobody was running us well, out. You know, a yeah. lot of stuff is, all this is bathed in prayer Amen. and there's no way that we would do anything that God did not say, I want you to do this. Amen. And we even ask multiple times, are you sure Lord? Yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure, you know, and yeah. so yeah, we've learned that over the years too. Maybe that didn't happen so much earlier on in our ministry. Yeah. You know, we kind of maybe we read too many books instead of right, on our knees. Right. We were sitting on our in our chairs reading too right. much. And comes, don't get me wrong, it's good to educate yourself, but yeah, you know, I think I think it's always gotta be preceded and 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 afterwards even prayer to oh, pray yeah. about. Yeah. So yeah. Well, hey, I tell you, this has been fun. Yep. Um, and this episode, uh, we have talked about our calling uh, in ministry. Um, we are really just wanting to open ourselves up and be very vulnerable with you and tell you about ministry, what it's like, what it's like to be a pastor. 
Um, it's we're not also, always been easy. It hasn't. Mm-hmm. No, it hasn't. We're going to talk about some of those moments of not being easy. We're also going to be interviewing uh, some pastors and pastors' wives and pastors' kids. And, and we want to talk to parishioners and, 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 and getting some of their perspective. Um, and uh, so I'm looking forward to a lot of these new episodes that are coming up. Yeah. Hey, what we would like for you to do, and I know Shelly's already mentioned this before, but boy, if you wouldn't mind, um, as we close this time, together would you would you mind just going to uh itunes or spotify and and just click su- subscribe and then would you mind what leaving us a review uh yeah. on this podcast so we can start we just this is our second episode but we'd love to see this start to climb up into the uh, uh the algorithms of that thing so when you go and look uh ours comes up there at the top and so we would be grateful for that and uh, we are looking forward to uh, many episodes with you in the near future. But in, uh, until then, man, we are just grateful for you. Thanks for letting us just be real. Yeah. Amen. Love you guys. See you later.